Okay, so, like, I was gonna say, it would be a crazy walking simulator if, like, it was just a true-to-life model of Bin Laden's hideout, and there's just a functional laptop with all of the files <laughs> in there <laughs> that you can access. <laughs> I'm working on the name of the game. Mm. It's called... Uh... It's VR, too. <sighs> right, right. <laughs> like, bomb home or something? <laughs> Welcome to the Anti-Gamers Podcast. This is episode number 86, recorded on November 1st, 2017. My name is Evan Minto. I am your host, and with me, as always, is David Estrella. I'm also your host, too, by the way, bitch. Mm, all right, all right. David and I were just in the midst of talking about the treasure trove released <laughs> oh, by the CIA. Oh, this is a treasure. <laughs> yeah. Quite a treasure trove. Uh, all of the files of Osama Bin Laden's laptop. I wasn't expecting this utter gem of content to land in our laps you know nobody would have expected that the greatest shit posters of our time would be the american central intelligence agency (laughs) and nobody expected that bin laden was a gamer like right yeah bin laden was a gamer like hitler liked like dogs hitler liked dogs that was one thing hitler liked nintendogs okay and then bin laden comes out he's a gamer like he was a gamer. He was a gamer, right? Or is it like uh is it like the the when you're the president and you're still you still get called the president even after you uh, are not the president? <laughs> is, like, is it like you're an always honor? a gamer? <laughs> even it, even is being a, a gamer, gamer an honor <laughs> on par with being the president? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's 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 troubling news I think for well, maybe not so troubling news for I don't know like what the fuck the uh certain contingent of gamers are. Into... Well, I was gonna, I, I was gonna say, uh, this is finally, uh, it's been revealed that that gamers are shitty people. <laughs> like, if your only thing is like that, you are a gamer. Like, it, essentially, Bin Laden was a gamer, so you're competing with Bin Laden as like, where do you stand on like on like the tier of 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 people that have lived on planet Earth? He was most wanted. He was like fucking. Like almost, almost a cultural was. icon, and he was a gamer. You know, let's is... talk about the games. Let's okay, talk about so, the games. Right, right. It, it, this is like an E three press conference. Like, let's focus on the games. Yeah, <laughs> God. we really want to focus on the games this year. Uh, yeah. So, so the games, the games on Osama bin Laden, noted terrorist mastermind and uh, guy who spent a lot of time in a cave. Uh, the games include. Resident Evil 2, not super surprising. Like, you'd expect maybe, like, Resident shooting games and stuff. It's good. Violent yeah. games. Animal Crossing? Okay. Okay. Animal Crossing. So, it's like, it's a fact that the CIA is in possession of Osama Bin Laden's Animal Crossing Village. Specifically, it's Animal Crossing for the DS. Oh, shit. So, like, the CIA could essentially load up his village and live out the life that Bin Laden lived in the virtual world. You think he had, uh, you think there's a lot of weeds now? I think he's got like a complete <laughs> Ness collection in there, honestly. You think so? I think so. I think he was probably a very big Animal Crossing gamer. You think he's like nostalgic for the NES? Uh, well, I, I don't know. I mean, he's he was nostalgic he's for like, he's a like lot of He's like an 80s stuff. baby, right? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, the, uh, the, just the 80s though. The 80s. Like AD 80. Yeah. Like not not 1980. <laughs> That's the joke. <laughs> Just 80. Okay, so the next one's Final Fantasy 7. Like, whoa. Okay, so not only is Bin Laden a gamer, he's an anime gamer. He had the he had the Dragon Ball games too. Yeah, so he's an anime gamer. He had Naruto games in there. We can confirm now, because the gamers, you, you thought we were just making fun of gamers. The thing yeah. is, also an anime fan? So uh, anime fans are also now suspect. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know man. what I like, though? You know what would be good? Is if we stopped profiling Muslims and instead started profiling gamers. <laughs> right? So it's like, no, Muslims, you're you're cool. We actually statistically determined that if you're a gamer, you're more likely to be a terrorist. <laughs> so, I'm actually down with that. Uh, it's exactly what gamers like to say as a straw man 
that people want to do to gamers, and I'm here to tell you that yes, that is what I want to do to gamers. Yeah. I mean, he played GTA. Yeah. You know, it's like I feel like the mid 2000s are coming back, and like they're proving everybody, like you know, that they were right. Oh, so you we know, so GTA, we're, we're, GTA we're, GTA we're going is actually here. like <laughs> yeah GTA I'm saying that GTA up. caused 9/11. I don't know GTA Chinatown Wars came out after. You know, oh, it, okay. might, it might have just yeah. always been there. Unless we're That's pulling up like, point. unless we're going to pull up like the old GTA, like GTA one and two. Well, they we have, we have, we have to go way back. I don't know if the CIA is like d- divulged that computer yet with all like the retro games, the retro PC right. games. We don't know right, how. Like, right. Yeah. You know, uh, can we say like he wasn't really like a hardcore gamer? You know, he this is a lot of mainstream kind of stuff. Is this how the gamers are going to fight back against Bin Laden? They're going to be like. Well, he was he was a casual gamer actually. <laughs> uh, he wasn't even like that into games. Really. I don't know. He's, I don't know. He's dude. just if doing was, it for the attention. If I was stuck in a cave for like all my life, I'd be playing a lot of games. That's the thing, right? So look, gamers. I know you're listening because we have gamers in the, the name of the I show. I know, like we're seeing. Uh, so, listen, gamers. I know you you want to jump up and you want to say Osama bin Laden, not, not all a gamers. real gamer like me. <laughs> Right, I'm dedicated to the games. I I love the games. I live my whole life in the games. Uh, the thing is, Bin Laden, Bin Laden didn't leave the house. He stayed in all the time playing video games. Right. He just stayed in there the whole time. That's like what you go to the grocery store and you go like pick up some food. You pick up some Cheetos and you come back and you play video games. Bin Laden didn't do that. He just he just hung out in in a cave and played video games. He was more dedicated. That was yeah, he was, was the ultimate life. gamer. That was his life. He, yeah, he was, uh, he, ultimate, he was the ultimate neat. Oh God, I can't like this news is like. I was gonna say if, if if he's really into um if he was really into like old games, I'm hoping that the the 911 truthers, you know, sort of dig up some stuff and discover that Jet Set Radio couldn't melt steel beams. Shit. Oh, oh man, this news is gonna keep me up all night. Yeah, we're very excited about this. Uh, also exciting is uh, that the CIA just straight up released somebody's entire computer file history for absolutely no reason after assassinating him with no due process uh, so it's funny but it's also like awful it's awful and it could happen to you also just because i know somebody's gonna correct us somebody's gonna log on and send us an email and be like oh actually so probably bin laden didn't play the games right i mean there were there were like children who were in the same he had like a whole family and stuff that was living with him so he's probably downloading them for his kids but it's funny to think that he yeah. played them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. That's the that's the world I want to believe. Yeah, yeah. I want to believe that Bin Laden's a gamer, so I can use it to smear gamers. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of gamers, I bet most of the gamers are playing the new Mario's. That's what I'm playing, and you. I'm not, not. playing it yet. It's a sixty dollar game. What the fuck do you expect, <laughs> David? It's sixty dollars. It's a Nintendo game. It's not going down in price for a little bit. I'm gonna say what everybody should be saying to you, which is, uh, it's not as good as Breath of the Wild. Ah, got him. Uh, Super Mario Odyssey. I, I do like it a lot, but I mean, I'm also. I'll be honest. It's it's just like it's not even that it's just inherently somehow not as good, but it's just for me. It. it Breath of the Wild is my kind of game all the way through, right? Oh, that shit. kind of like open world adventure thought, action game. I thought I uh, had the hot take over here. I was, <laughs> was going to say it wasn't. It's probably not as good as Super Mario Brothers three on the on the Super Nintendo Mini. Uh, maybe it's, it's not, probably I, not. I don't remember Super Mario Brothers three. Oh, don't you don't remember Super Mario Brothers three? I played fuck? World. World is different, right? Wait, wait I don't know my Mario different. history all it's that well. It's way different. Yeah, get the fuck out of here. Come on. Uh, sorry. Mario is never really like my main game. I played a bunch of Mario games, but like Zelda was always much more important to me. So yeah. that's kind of why what I mean by like I'm a little biased toward Breath of the Wild. Yeah. But as far yeah. as 3D Mario games go, Mario. I have not played one in a yeah. while. Mario, yeah. Mario Odyssey is is some good I'm stuff. Like, it is a, it is fun. I think I'm having like a maybe like a latent rebellious teenager phase with Mario because like Mario made me. Mario made me the person who I am. You know, Mario raised me. Mario is essentially like a surrogate you father to me. Ad- you merely adopted the Mario. Yeah. I was born in it. <laughs> uh, yeah, but like like now, like I'm looking at Mario Odyssey and I am 
totally thinking like there is there can be nothing in this game that isn't just like either a callback to something Mario related from the past, something that's been done before. Like where where's the new shit? And is the new shit any good? There is because I remember Super Mario Sunshine. Like Super Mario Sunshine was supposed to be the new shit, and that left me pretty disappointed. And what? then there's just been like wait, there's been like so many other Mar- It's like you know I'm comparing them to Super Mario Bros. Three. I'm comparing it to Super Mario World. I'm comparing it to Super Mario World Two, Yoshi's Island. I'm comparing it to Super Mario sixty four, which I bet everybody else compares it to. Yeah, yeah. Most nobody can get over Super Mario sixty four. With for good reason, like Super Mario sixty four is hella tight. It yeah. is extremely tight. It is like so tight. <laughs> How tight is it? It is beyond tight. It is like excruciatingly tight. It's been a long time since I played that game. I think I played the the <laughs> DS version when that came out. That was like a DS. Yeah, no, you have title. to play it on yeah. on the on the N sixty four. I I played the N sixty four one. I'm saying the yeah. last time I played any version of it was the DS one. Yeah, no, like yeah. Yeah, this, this 64 one's like still just like, oh god, this game, whoa! Like it, it still it still belongs on a very very high tier of game, but like I, you I know, think there's, like, there's been like Galaxy, like Galaxy. Galaxy was really cool. Galaxy was all right. I like, love. I'm gonna say Galaxy. it was all right. Galaxy was all right, but I think it was just hampered by like this whole thing with the Wii, with like everything was just kind of like guiding people along. Everything was like there was a little too much handholding. I didn't play two. I didn't play Galaxy 2. And then, like, I, I really, after Galaxy, I just, like, really fell off in keeping up with all the Marios. Because there was, like, there was New Super Mario Brothers, New Super Mario Brothers 2. Right. There was just, like, there was a lot of, there was a lot of Mario. It was, like... So, they kind of, they kind of split, right? There was so, there were the 3D Marios and the 2D Marios. And yeah, like... there was, but there was just still, there was a clut. I mean, it was, the, the difference of time between Sunshine and Galaxy, like, excluding that New Super Mario Brothers came out on the DS. That was, that was a long time. But you really didn't have to wait between Galaxy and Galaxy 2 and then Galaxy 2 to New Super Mario Brothers for the Wii 3D World, whatever the fuck it was called. And you didn't have to wait much time for Odyssey. Like, imagine waiting from, like, 64 to Sunshine and then from Sunshine to Galaxy. That's, like, these experiences probably stick out longer in your mind. I don't know if, like, any of our listener base is, like, was even alive (laughs) during that time. Some of us, some of our listeners are older than us. So. Some of our listeners were born after the GameCube came out. Get out of here. That might also be true. <laughs> so I am so ashamed to be alive when they're teenagers that are like older than the like. Well, not even older that they're younger than the GameCube. Is that true? When did the yeah. GameCube come out? It came out in two thousand and one. Oh wow! Oh my god! Okay. Yeah. yeah, are you you're like just shitting your pants right now, aren't Interesting. you? Interesting. <laughs> okay. <laughs> there are teenagers that are are more successful and have more money than me that were born yeah. after the GameCube game. Like teenage <laughs> m- millionaire teenage Vine stars who are younger than the GameCube. Yeah, honestly, these people bring me like that many more years closer to death just knowing that they are that they exist and that I am here drinking my sh- shitty wine wrapped in my blanket and talking about super mario david is by the way drinking his shitty wine while we podcast wrapped uh, as he is want to do so look david i liked galaxy a lot and i like Odyssey for similar fine. reasons to I, I feel like all the post 64 3d marios have done like some cool stuff where they each of them i guess they're all like they're all reinventing it in a in a way that isn't just like it isn't just okay, we're going to do more platforming, but we added more platforming mechanics, right? Yeah, like, yeah, they all yeah. kind of add something interesting. Like, Sunshine's got all the, the stuff with the water jets and the, the slime stuff and whatever. Not as good as it could have been. Uh, Sunshine, probably, yeah, I remember liking it. It could have been, been a better. long time. It could have been way better. I, I, Galaxy, I loved the, the gravity stuff and, like, jumping yeah. between planets and, like... Yeah, the, yeah Galaxy those, like, had the variety. Yeah. That the, the idea of, like platforming on a small sphere right with like this very different way of thinking about platforming to be honest i wish it wasn't like always feeling like that one boss fight in yoshi's island like but just for the whole game don't know the boss fight oh my god get out of here (laughs) fuck you what (laughs) 
Do I have to like ship you out my my SNES Mini so that uh, you yes. can play yeah, Yoshi's actually, Island too? Actually, it turns out you do have to ship me out your NES Mini. I'm your boss on Any Gamer, so <laughs> now you have to do it. Yeah. Let me finish Super Mario Bros. Three though. Okay, but yeah. um, but the the Cappy stuff, you know about right, like the possessing Cappy enemies. Cappy looks like a motherfucker. I don't he like does. him on principle. Uh, you'll see him make all these like faces at you, and then you'll love him because he he's great. I don't know. He's he's got all these little like smirking faces he does with like this like uh he's very expressive with the eyes. I like him. So look, the Cappy stuff is genuinely pretty delightful like when you possess an enemy for the first time and you're like oh whoa like and it's always like this brand new experience where you're kind of you know you learn this new mechanic of how you can use that enemy and there's like 52 different enemies or different things you can possess uh but like the ones i've seen so far are there's you know there's goombas right which you which let you i guess because of whatever because of their the way their feet are or something you can walk on ice as a goomba but you, you can also stack them on top of each other. Like when you jump on a Goomba as another Goomba, you form a stack of Goombas. Uh, so like like the like the cactus thing. Yeah, kind of like them. Remember I haven't the hit them yet, thing, but right? I'm sure they'll be in there. Oh, uh, I'm talking about the cactus thing from like Super Mario Brothers 2. I know, I know. I'm saying it, it is similar to that, but I'm, sh- I'm saying the cactus thing probably shows up, but I haven't found one yet. He probably does, yeah. But, you know, you can do like obvious things like possessing a what are they the cheap cheeps or whatever the the fish and then you can swim underwater and there's like some wackier things that that i've found so far like you can possess you can possess a t-rex you can possess a zipper and there's all these walls all over the place like hidden everywhere that just have like the end of a zipper and then you zip the wall open and then you do other stuff and then there's like you know it's it's very very it's it's like a classic mario thing where like it keeps building more mechanics on top and you keep learning like whoa i can do that with that thing and so like at one point i did a puzzle where you do the zipper thing but then instead of just opening up a flap on the wall the the wall actually like lands somewhere and becomes a platform that you can then use to platform so it's both like opening up the wall and creating new platforms to jump on it's think like I don't know, what has it been, like, 40 years, and they're still devising new ways to make platforms? Yeah. If anything, it's, that's impressive. <laughs> it's genuinely, the, it's the sort of thing, like I, I said, you know, that kind of delightful thing or whatever, where you're, you try something, and you're like, oh, whoa, that's interesting, what am I going to do with that? Which, in some ways, is kind of, you know, the same appeal of Breath of the Wild, where, you know, you, you try something, and you're like, oh, cool. But it's not as, ex- it doesn't encourage experimentation in oh. the same way. It's it's a little more like guided than Breath of the Wild is. Yeah, Breath of the Wild. I don't know. We 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 can't shut up about that game, can we? It's very good. It's probably my game of the year. Yeah. Uh, but but I've been having a really good time with it. I think the the other the other big innovation. This is like a minor thing, but it it's it's actually a has a very positive influence. I think is that the levels are not. They're not like framed in the same way as a lot of other 3D Marios where like, you know, I'm thinking of like 64 where there's like the multiple stars. And then when you get a star, it restarts and you do the whole thing again. Yeah. It's like you get one and then you just are back where you were and you keep going. Right. And so it's more continuous and like exploratory as opposed to going through a Mario level each time from start to finish. I think you might need some of that framing though i find it i find it's really fun it's like it feels a lot more it's just like grand theft auto <laughs> yeah yeah it's more open world play, like do you want to play grand theft auto grand theft auto is like a shitty series but it it, it for me it, it creates like a better flow because i'm i don't kind of have to keep jumping back in and doing it again and stuff like i can just i can just flow from one thing to the next right i don't have to kind of start over every time yeah, but then that's you change up your whole design philosophy when you're making the actual environment that you're platforming through. This this is the hard thing that I'm trying to figure out. It's just how is open world platforming done? You mean I feel like you're going to be done with the whole environment pretty quickly after you figure it out once. I think it's that the platforming is less it's less directional than it is in a um 
it's been a while since I played the other game, so I, I don't want to try to compare it too much. But I feel like there was there was a little bit more of like uh you know forcing you down certain paths in the in the older games, and in this one, there's just a lot of different ways you can go. Right, you you you're at a, at any given moment. You're like, well, I could go over there and try that thing, or there's something over there that looks interesting. And, so, and what about that, right? And you like just pick where you want to go, and then that kind of flows to the next thing. Similar in some ways, though not as like epic as the Breath of the Wild stuff, where you explore some mountain, and then you kind of look. And yeah. Go, oh, there's another mountain over there. What's that? Right. Uh, you know, you know what it probably is, though? It's just that Mario is burdened with the idea that Mario is always going to belong to platforming. While Link just Link could yeah, just do right. whatever. Link could do whatever the heck he wants, and it just feels right. Mario mm-hmm. never really felt right in a lot of other games until unless he was platforming. Like I remember in Sunshine, when you got to those pretty like difficult, like kind of hidden away platforming sections that were just like pure yeah, platforming. Yeah. Those were the best parts in the game, <laughs> but it was way too much work to actually get to them. And then like when you get to a part where it's like, oh, this is just like a flood stage where I, I just have to clean up a bunch of shit. Like that was way less gripping than any of the platforming bits. I think it's the 3D Mario's kind of do a little more puzzle stuff, right? Like they mix in more puzzles with the platforming compared to sort of a little bit like Sunshine had some of that, right? Where you're you're there's stuff to do that isn't just platforming. It's also like these little little environmental puzzles and stuff, and, like just finding yeah, things just that are like hidden. Just, I just remember just having to clean up a bunch of things, but part of it required moving around the same old environment that I'd always been in, and plus like I just like picked off like every spot that I had to go to. Right, but I mean Odyssey definitely has those kinds of environmental puzzles. Like that's a big part of what you do in each of these worlds. Is you the the moons which is their equivalent of the the stars i guess in this one i don't know why moons yeah uh the moons are like sometimes hidden in very weird spots and so in again in some ways similar to the breath of the wild what i end up doing is just kind of exploring and some of that is platforming some of that is just kind of poking at stuff just like trying things and very this is the part that really also feels very like magical and just like keeps me interested is that when I when I do that, when I just kind of try stuff and I'm like, all right, what about that? What about that? Like, let me try this tree or something, right? Like, very frequently, there's a moon or there's some reward to it, right? Like, there's, there's always, like, a, a new reward for everything I try to do. So that's, like, what makes it kind of compelling is, is very few of the experiments that I try in the environment are fruitless. You're still collecting trinkets the whole way through. Yeah, you're just collecting a bunch of moons. But they do feel satisfying. And coins. And then you can buy outfits and you can dress Mario up. Okay, that ten out of ten. I, I'll have to I'll have to admit though, the, the dress up portion looks pretty uh, pretty good. You can dress him in boxer shorts. Ten out of yeah, ten. I mean, like, Game of the just... year. <laughs> you can dress up Lincoln boxer shorts though. Like what's uh right. Know? Yeah. So get number two to, like, game write... of the year is Odyssey. Yeah, scr- the my game of the year list is just <laughs> games where you can wear only boxers. <laughs> 2017 uh, games where you can wear boxers uh, are there any other games that fit that category probably i don't know does persona 5 have like a just like a boxer oh, outfit i bet it does i need to play that and check i don't think night in the woods does i mean you play as a female character so it would be unlikely uh who's to say females can't wear boxers i know that's why i said unlikely and not impossible anyway I'm liking Mario Odyssey. You should play it. You're a bigger Mario fan than I am, I think. So apparently, uh, like, I don't know. Maybe. I'm happy to. Be, I'm happy to be back in the Mario game. You know, I'm gonna, I, I think I'm just gonna it. wait. I'm just gonna wait for the dust to settle. Sure. I, I'm gonna wait to not be current and not have uh, content for the podcast until I can actually play it and enjoy it for what it is. Well, you actually are sort of current because you're playing uh, <laughs> SNES Mini. Playing the Super I mean, Nintendo I Mini. am. I am. Like, played. I went back and played Donkey Kong Country on it, and going back to it is just. It was such an experience and not entirely a good one. Really? Donkey Never Kong played Donkey Country. Kong Country, by the way. Oh, God. I'm a bad Donkey gamer. Donkey Kong Country. Donkey Kong Country. I don't know where to start with this thing. Well, first of all, Miyamoto hates it. 
to just get that out there. I like, hate Miyamoto it too now. Is, like on the record, like he's like, yeah, I don't like Donkey Kong, and for good reason. Like Donkey Kong Country just feels like it has a lot of a lot of like the worst qualities that were seen in Western game development in that time, where like everything was just difficult for the sake of being difficult, but not even like difficult, just being cheap. The thing is, the reason why he doesn't like it is because he's a he's a Donkey Kong City kid. He doesn't like the not Donkey Kong Country. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be good if like Miyamoto wasn't actually like just from like the actual country. <laughs> Uh, it's from New Donkey. Yeah, City. yeah. I think the worst thing to happen to Donkey Kong was Nintendo giving them away to Americans, or rather, like Rare was British, so giving them away to people that spoke English. Mm. Donkey Kong Country is full of that '90s attitude, which is like it just feels kind of lame. You know, the uh, the opening sequence is Donkey Kong like dropping down like an exploding boombox on his on his uh, on his grandpa, which I think is like canonically like the the Donkey Kong that showed up in yeah. the original Donkey Kong, right? Yep. yep. Am I right about that? So, so like it's it's like it's like fuck up it's fucked up because it's like it's introducing a new generation of Donkey Kong and this generation is like it, it it's the, the people have given up on on the this generation of Donkey Kong. He, he is yeah, out of control. You're, you're, you're literally like, oh, the old Donkey Kong was um just a really considered the greatest generation old, of Donkey the Kong. Generation Donkey. This Donkey Kong listening to hip hop music. He's a fucking on bum. His boombox. Uh, <laughs> no, he's serious. He's a fucking bum. <laughs> I guess there's subtle political commentary in uh, in Donkey Kong. Then I think Donkey Kong is woke, and I like him. Well, his game shit. <laughs> That's the problem, though. The problem is because his game is fun for, like, two worlds, and then you get, like, the third world, and there's a just insane... No, I think it's, like, the fourth world. There's just insane difficulty spike, and I just... I don't understand why. A lot of it is because you don't have, like, a lot of... You don't have a lot of screen to look at at any given moment. So when you make a jump, there's a very good chance that you're, like, gonna just, like, fuck up that jump. Because you're going to land like right in the path of an enemy that you have no reaction time to either avoid or roll out of the way. And yeah, like you get a second, you kind of, it's like a, it's, I guess it's like a two HP sort of system where like you have Diddy Kong 2. So if you, if like you get knocked out as Donkey Kong, you can continue the level as Diddy Kong. But Diddy Kong kind of sucks a little bit. Diddy Kong is like, unlike in, not... unlike in Smash Brothers where he was like, he was oh, broken, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. No, like, Diddy Kong, the problem is that a lot of the later levels will have, like, really tiny platforms that are guarded by fat enemies that can bounce Diddy Kong off into, an like, just, like, a pit. And the levels are designed like that. So, like, if you are playing as Diddy Kong, there's almost no way in hell that you're actually going to finish the level. So you're kind of stuck. You maybe have to like just restart and go somewhere else. I couldn't finish Donkey Kong Country without using the uh, embedded save state system that they've got in the SNES Mini now, mm-hmm. because it's just, it's such an annoying game. The thing that I will say though holds up is the music. The music is extremely good. Uh, the isn't music that what in a lot Donkey of people Kong remember? Is so good. Yeah, like games, they'll yeah. remember that because like the music is just it is great. If, if there is like one art that has been like really well formed throughout the years, it's it's definitely just been the music because the platforming is shit. The uh, I mean the graphics are like, they, I mean they belong in the nineties. They're fine. I don't know. People will say they're bad. I don't know. They just they're whatever. Aren't uh, they that sort of like chunky looking? Yeah. Overly. It, it's detailed. It's got its appeal. It's got its own appeal. It's it's a little bit chunky looking. <clears throat> I mean, they stuck to 2D though, but even then, it's like it's like kind of a floaty 2D because the environments are they're pre-rendered. I think, yeah, I think that's oh the yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's kind of what I was thinking. Yeah, so then you have to like kind of imagine where like the uh, the points of contact are between the character and the uh, the actual floor. And yeah, sometimes I'm, you're right, and sometimes you're wrong. <laughs> I'm looking at it right now, and um, that was not a good time for video game. visuals as far as i'm concerned i'll defend it for like the sake of something it's like the square enix games that came out on the playstation those environments look really good i just i don't like these games there's a lot of games i remember from this era that had and i also didn't like you know 
I didn't necessarily grow up playing these games. I kind of came to them a little bit after the fact, but I just remember being really thrown off by the fact that they have this like three these 3D models rendered into 2D sprites and just always thought, yeah. you know, it looked better when something was made for 2D yeah. first. And then, and there's like this invisible path that you kind of have to guess where it kind of goes. I I can I can see where that's not entirely clear. But yeah. yeah. I don't know, Donkey Kong Country, at least one, like, one really doesn't hold up. Two, I think, is a little bit better, but I also played that with save states because it's just, it's, it is not entirely a fun, a fun trip the whole way through. And of course, like, two also has the really good music. Not too sure about three, though. I, I had three, I just, I haven't played it back in a long time. But yeah, Donkey Kong Country is definitely not a draw for the the Super Nintendo Mini. I was looking at pictures of Donkey Kong looking incredibly fucked up. Uh, mm. Anyway, I'm also watching anime, David. You're watching. I'm anime. back. I'm, whatever. I'm back, folks. Watching anime again and uh, moder- moderately happy about it. Maybe a little <laughs> bit sad about it. So <clears throat> this season, I've been watching three shows, and I'm only going to talk about one of them because we only have so much time. I've been watching Land of the Lustrous. Everybody go watch it, please. P- legally, please. Streaming on. <laughs> Anime Strike. Oh, boo. Nobody's going to pay for that shit. Uh, maybe true. But please don't pirate it. Anyway. that Pre-order anim- the Japanese Blu-rays if you can. Yeah, sure. And I've been uh, watching Kino's Journey, the new one. And I figure got David in the house. So I might as well talk <laughs> about uh, Zodiac War also known on Crunchyroll as Juni Tyson. I don't know why. That's a like not a good... It's Japanese. Why are we doing Juni Tyson instead of Zodiac War? Zodiac War is an English word. Anyway, it's your boy. It's it, Nisio yeah. Isin. Yeah, and surprisingly, I'm not watching it yet. I, but I have my reasons, and I told you my reasons. I can tell my... Re- I can say my reasons on say the podcast. Say your reasons on the chef. The reasons is that I am a defeated... <clears throat> destroyed individual after i watched kizumonogatari part three i've really just been battling like just recovering the 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 uh the ability to watch seasonal anime every week and it's not it hasn't been working out since like april i mean i definitely going going from kizumonogatari part three like even though we're talking about you know the same guy nisho ishin Going from Kizumonogatari three to like a TV series, it's it's like what 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 is that? What would that be like? That would that would be like I don't know. Going going from like a like a, a thirty year Japanese whiskey, like a, I don't know, like a thirty year hibiki to I don't know, just drinking water with like a bit of dirt in it <laughs> for flavor. It's an extremely David comparison. I think there may be like one or two listeners that will understand that reference, but if you understand that you are, you are true. I, I hold you close to my heart. I think I know who those two exactly would be. So, I didn't expect to be all that interested in this show because I watched a little bit of Bakemonogatari and I was like not into that. But I'm surprised you watched that. You yeah. watched that. You didn't tell me that you. Watched I did. That? I watched it for the part of it. I watched for the. Um, the show we did about Kizu. And you, but you didn't actually watch Kizumonogatari. No, no, I watched Bakemonogatari. Oh, oh, just you just wait until I get the DVDs. I'm gonna ship them out to you so you can watch them. <laughs> yeah, just ship me out everything. Give me, give me a bunch of free stuff. <laughs> Merry Christmas. That's right. So I'm kind of into this because uh, I like it when uh, anime characters kill each other violently and oh. Zodiac War. <laughs> here's the violence guys <laughs> <That's right. laughs> zodiac war is a like you know what people are calling a battle royale show in the sense of being very much like the movie battle royale where it is 12 like PUBG. i guess yeah 12 uh zodiac PUBG. warriors in a like in a, a city that's been deliberately abandoned as as part of this battle right like or it's it's been evacuated right and it's just the 12 of them plop down in the city they all eat like this poison and then they're gonna die in you know whatever 12 24 hours or something and they need to kill all the other ones or else the poison's gonna kill them 
oh shit so it's like battle royale meets escape from new york yeah meets yes. the chinese zodiac yeah oh. <laughs> so they're all like they all have wacky i had costumes. no idea what this was about they have wacky the costumes way. they're all like you know themed around you know the dog or the the bird or chicken or whatever right and the the boar and stuff and what i appreciated about it from episode one is it doesn't do any of that fate shit where it's like they're gonna plot out their plan and then by halfway through someone will get a scratch right it's like no episode one first death like it just starts right at the beginning uh and and like basically every episode someone dies thus, thus far i think there might be one episode where someone doesn't die uh and you know people die pretty violently but it's just like as expected of initiation right but i i mean honestly like it's not just me being like oh i like it when people die but like <laughs> what i appreciate about it is similar to kind of like what we liked about when we were talking about when we were watching like kill la kill is like stuff happens like yeah. the plot moves things your expectations are are turned on their yeah. heads at various points yeah. like it doesn't yeah, I think, it, it doesn't I think just people sit that, there like, yeah People that watch anime aren't really used to like things happening, right? On like a regular basis, they sit out. They like they wait it out. Like I don't get like anime yeah. would be way better if people stopped waiting out like through all these shitty series for something to happen. Yeah, like it's it's kind of shocking when you watch stuff that that actually has things happening occurring yeah and it's, it doesn't even have to be violence right i mean i i enjoy other shows that that also have the plot move without like characters dying but zodiac war just you know it it does like the just classic good storytelling uh i'm not saying the whole thing is well told but just like storytelling 101 basics of like characters expect things to happen and then other things happen right and then they have to adjust yeah. and they have to do different things to get yeah. around that and like it's it's just it's compelling enough because there's actually there's that you're actually you have this momentum that gets stopped and then redirected and then stopped and redirected and that's that's interesting to watch right yeah i mean as expected of a guy who wrote like i don't know like probably 50 books by now right (laughs) he's eventually gonna like tell a good story that even evan would enjoy that said this is why i was making clear i'm not saying like it's overall a very well told story the the biggest flaw i've seen is that it has had a pattern of not to spoil too much, but basically like, man, maybe I don't want to, cause it's currently airing. I don't want to spoil the specific pattern, but it has a very predictable pattern for how characters die. Like, like in the, in the sense well, of the I story think... sets them up to die very obviously. And so it's like, after you see it happen once or twice, you're like, Oh, is that what he's going to do for everybody? Well, like, <laughs> I don't know. Like you don't, you don't know initiation. Like we know initiation and you, you're probably setting yourself up for like the big initiation twist okay. at the end. I'm I'm happy to hear that. I wouldn't like I I wouldn't know, but you're you're I mean, your what your expectations, you know, initiation will take them and be like these are shit. Your expectations are shit. Here's what's actually going to happen. Cool. That's good storytelling. So, so. I'm pretty I'm pretty, <laughs> I'm pretty sure you're going to be off the mark any either way. I wouldn't know. I I'm not watching it. I'm not watching seasonal anime. Yeah, seasonal anime is not my thing. But yeah, I think it's it should be my thing fun. considering we do in a podcast on anime and games and manga. Right? Yeah, you should maybe watch a show or two, just you know, for the sake of the listeners. <laughs> I don't, but like, what do I, I, I think, know? I think I need I think I need like a like a cheerleading section that like just encourages me to make an attempt to watch some seasonal anime like every day. Because otherwise that, like it's just it's not happening. It's on you guys. Yeah. Watching seasonal anime is like trying to remember to take my vitamins every night and like and you need your mom to remind happen. you. I need a, I need a I need a mom. I need I need my uh I need my base to act as the mom, but instead of vitamins, they need to remind me about like just cartoons that are airing right now that are relevant to people's interests. All right, you heard him, listeners. You guys need to get on David to force him to watch seasonal anime so that I have a goddamn yeah. show to give you every two yeah, weeks. And Anything short of like a clockwork orange esque experience of just really strapping me down to a chair and like wiring my eyes open in front of a screen is like it's not gonna work. Anything less than that, it's just not gonna work. Cool. We're gonna move ahead now to our questions, which I did not put questions. in the doc for you, David. I apologize, but I'm gonna read them <laughs> off of Twitter because we only have a, a handful this time. <clears throat> Our buddy Alex Osborne, who writes for AnnieGamers.com, our website, asks, rank 
the 3D Mario platformers, where so far does Mario Odyssey fit? So this is going to be on me, but you can also rank the other Mario platformers. First, let's review. As well as I know. Let's review what are all the Mario platformers in chronological order, the 3D ones. 64, Sunshine, Galaxy, Galaxy 2, Super Mario 3D Land. Yes. Super Mario 3D World. For the Wii U. Yeah. And then Odyssey. Am I missing anything? Unless, I mean, I don't know, unless there's like a Philips CDI Mario that's <laughs> 3D that we didn't know. I don't know. Okay, so I didn't play all of those. The ones I did play were 64, Sunshine, Galaxy, Odyssey. Uh, among those, I mean, Galaxy still sticks out for me. Uh, 64 is, it's, hard, it's so hard to say. It's been so long, but like, I don't know. Galaxy is the one that sticks out in my head as being the most interesting and unique to me uh 64 is obviously a just a bigger moment in games but i think personally it's probably like not number one for me i like it a lot um sunshine's probably the bottom and i don't know odyssey, <laughs> odyssey is like so far in the Ex- middle it's like as i expected i like it but i i'm i'm not yet feeling like like galaxy just for, for whatever reason it's been a long time since i played it but like it felt really cool and, and fresh at the time. Like the whole, you know, just all the stuff I talked about before with like platforming on those, those little planets and the gravity and stuff. So I don't know. I don't know if I can totally, maybe Odyssey is under 64. Maybe it's above 64. I'll need a little more time with it. <clears throat> so it, to be clear that that's like from, from best to worst galaxy, 64 odyssey sunshine yeah what about you yeah well yeah sunshine so i mean sunshine is easily the bottom i like it but we don't, not we my don't favorite. get any more bottom than sunshine um after that galaxy okay after that after that it's 64 and after that it's 3d land oh wow better than 64 3d 3d land yeah no 3d land is like wow yeah 3d 3d land is an experience i didn't play 3d world uh i'm pretty sure it's like also really good that might actually be the best even though i've never played mm. it i don't know i have to wait for a port to the switch if right. nintendo's has like even is even in possession of half a brain among its yeah. thousands of employees they would release 3d world for i would the switch i mean i've heard i've heard enough good things about it i would absolutely buy a port for the switch for that oh yeah Along with the rest of the the Wii U, <laughs> the whole Wii U catalog, most normal people have never even heard of in their lives. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I got another Mario question. This is from at sign Hazukari, our mortal enemy. He asks, "Does Luigi have nipples?" Discuss. That's easy. I mean, Luigi is Mario's brother, yeah, Luigi and Mario, Mario has nipples, so like. It's like there's like a 75% chance that Luigi has nipples, right? That's how biology works. Yeah, Luigi either has nipples or he has only one nipple and he's really angry about it. (laughs) Or he might have three. Yeah, he's got like some kind of fucked up number of nipples and he's really jealous of Mario. (laughs) That's why he's not in the game because like... Because like Nintendo would have like... They they would have the uh, the Mario Bible somewhere (laughs) locked away. And the truth is... the, the, uh, The horrifying truth is that... Luigi has some sort of fucked up nipple situation going on that right. nobody can really find out about in a in an E-rated game. And Mario's just normal, and Luigi's really angry about it because he wants to be normal too. Shit, like you know, they're really propping like Luigi up to be a villain at some point. Well, while everybody knows Waluigi is just Luigi's alter ego, it's like uh, it's like yeah. Hallelujah Baptism and Hallelujah Baptism in uh, in Gundam Double O. It's like Luigi turns Luigi, his hair to one side and he becomes Waluigi. <laughs> but Luigi and Waluigi show up in like the same room multiple times in different uh, in different games. I think Luigi is wily enough to like come up with a scheme to convince everybody of that. <laughs> Throw him off the trail. Like he's got like he's got a body double. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is like Super Mario directed by Christopher Nolan. That's right. Okay, we got a lot of friends of the podcast sending us questions this episode. At sign alive in the wired asks: Is there a retro revival '90s mascot platformer you would actually love to see a fresh take on? No. No. <laughs> 
I'm trying to think of the options here and whether any of them are things I would ever want to see again in my life. <laughs> I mean, to call this a, to call this a, a revival of Mario is stretching it, right? I mean, Mario is just an evergreen property. Mario has never been dead. Come on. Yeah. Mario never died. Sonic died at least once or twice in his lifetime. Yeah, Sonic has Sonic has like seen death. Sonic in like Full Metal Alchemist Sonic terms, has, Sonic has like seen the 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 door of truth or whatever in Full Metal Alchemist. <laughs> <laughs> he can transmute without making a circle. Yeah. Oh, I guess like Sonic is in his own revival, considering Sonic Mania was pretty yeah. pretty damn good. Uh oh, do we have like is somebody's probably doing a Crash Bandicoot revival, right? Is that happening? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is. I thought I remembered that, but I was like, did I have a nightmare about that, or was that a real thing? That was unnecessary. Yeah, we didn't need that in our lives. Uh, what are the, what are the other like awful? Bubsy came back. PlayStation. They released era a new Bubsy game. Bubsy came back. To be honest, though, Bubsy came back when it was like Bubsy 3D, like the retrospective at the something something art museum or whatever the fuck it was that the uh, the Arcane kids released. That was when Bubsy came back for me. So the thing is, I don't feel like I played a lot of like. You probably didn't play a lot because you missed it. You like yeah. you weren't a gamer until like the uh, the Wii came out. That's not true. <laughs> you shut your mouth. <laughs> How untrue is that statement? It's Evan? untrue by like two consoles. OK, I started with the N64 and then kind of went back and played the Super Nintendo not long after. But I wasn't really playing. I was a little late to it. I wasn't playing games when the super nintendo was the the main console out so i feel like when i went back and played games a lot of the ones that i was playing were ones that are like fairly big properties that are still around like i was playing mario and kirby and like i I didn't play a lot of the more you know one shot platformers that uh, that people who grew up playing super nintendo were into yeah, so you yeah, I guess you were you just turned a blind eye to all the shitty mascot platformers that were coming out. But I did see all the shitty mascot platformers on the PlayStation. You did. Which were really oh, bad. That had one. The PlayStation one had, had an awful lineup of mascot platformers. Yeah. Wow. You remember Spyro? I'm pretty sure like a lot of listeners will defend like some of them. People loved Spyro. I used to play Spyro. Spyro, yeah, Spyro, Spyro Two was uh, that was my jam for a little bit. I'm trying to think of the other ones. There's like Jack and Daxter. People Jack and like Daxter. that, I guess. PS Two, it was PS Two, but it was like it was a little too like rare core for me. It was right, like collect all this shit and like wait. Not into wasn't that. there another game that was like Jack and Daxter but not Jack and Daxter? Like in my head, I, I I placed them in the same spot, but I it's a different game. <laughs> Oh, was this like an Xbox game? Was it Blinks the Time Cat? It might have been the fuck a, it was I don't think it was that, but it was another one that was like, it was a pair. It was two characters. And I feel like there was another one that wasn't Jack and Dexter, but it was the same idea. Uh, maybe it was Eco and Yora from Eco. No. You think I'm going to confuse Jack and Dexter and fucking Eco? <laughs> <laughs> Get out of here. No, I don't remember what it was. Wait, is Eco, is Eco a mascot platformer? No, I don't think so. <laughs> okay well i think we've decided that none of those games are worth anything throw them all out they're really not they're really not i think that's it for the show this time thank you so much for listening you can email us your questions i know we didn't answer any email questions but we we do have a, an inbox that you can send to and we, we try to pull questions from there sometimes you can email us at podcast at anygamers.com you can also follow us on twitter and send your questions on there i'm at sign vamptvo v-a-m-p-t-v-o i'm at sign qx20xx but tell tell you the truth guys i'm actually at sign 20xx on caro.ccsakura.jp <laughs> you... that, that's my preferred venue really you like moved over completely no, not really, but like uh the more the more engagements I get over there, the uh the more definite it will be. I don't know, Twitter's a uh, it's a shithole. It's pretty bad. Uh you can also yeah, tweet that's, that's, at us uh, on that shithole at sign Annie Gamers. That is the official Annie Gamers account. We post calls for questions and uh links to podcasts and articles and things like that. I'm also on Mastodon, which David mentioned. It is an open source, decentralized 
social network Twitter alternative. A fair number of Twitter people have started to move over there and try it out. I've been on there for a little while. I am uh, vampvo at mastodon.social. It's a little more confusing than Twitter because there's different servers and things, but you can go learn more about that. You can find show notes and more about this podcast on anigamers.com slash podcast, and you can find our sister show, Old Taku No Radio, also over there. That's run by Inc. and Jared from Anigamers. You can subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Music, and please leave us some reviews over on there. We really appreciate those. That's how people find out about the show. And check out our articles on anigamers.com, the actual blog that this podcast is a part of. I just recently published my interview with Hiroyasu Kobayashi and Shigeto Koyama, the creators of Cassette Girl, the Animator Expo short. It's a really awesome interview about the 3D animation process and a bunch of other stuff related to Cassette Girl. As well as my article, The 12 Principles of Anime, where I describe the 12 principles of animation using anime examples. So I think a really good primer on uh, animation kind of analysis and literacy, being able to understand the choices that animators make for fans who have no prior experience in animation. And I'm writing for Otaku USA Magazine and a couple other places. If you follow me on Twitter, you'll see some of my articles, which are coming out soon on a couple other outlets. Uh, I also have animeburgertime.tumblr.com, which is my sporadically updated anime hamburger-themed blog. As for you, David? I also got a Tumblr blog that's a little bit neglected at this point, but I do have one or two new potential posts that may or may not be coming out next month. Cool. They'll be right. good, I promise. The previous ones, I think, pretty good, so that's it for us we will be back that's the show hopefully guys. in about two weeks sorry this one was a little bit late we are trying to coordinate an episode with our buddy elliot page to talk about near automata so look forward to that like i wonder like what kind of ai sort of shit would go down if like, it would just infer Bin Laden's personality. Like, how close would it get to inferring his personality just from the files that are on his computer? Imagine AI Bin Laden in the hands of Americans. That'd be terrifying. It'd be, that like, would be uh, like, it'd be like Cyber that's City That's fucking Hideo Kojima shit. <laughs> they're like, they're like we, we brought back Bin Laden, <laughs> we, but now... We brought back... Now he works for the CIA. <laughs> 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 it's... it's... They brought back all the best terrorists. Oh, God. They brought oh, them all my back, God. and now they're CIA agents. That, that is some, like, Captain America, the Winter Soldier shit. Right. The, the problem is, though, if you stop to think about it for a second, you're like, oh, wait, all of the terrorists were basically CIA agents before they were terrorists. <laughs> like, that's just real life. It's just they did it in reverse. God. Why is everybody a cop? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>